Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Okay, I want to give you guys a prophetic word for 2021. Now, I've never given the word of the Lord the way that I'm going to do it tonight. I usually, what I do every year is I give generally what I feel the Lord is wanting to do. Last year at the New Year's prophetic conference I preached of 2019, I prophesied in 2019 that 2020 would be the year of internet and living room revival. I have a video of this from December on my page to validate this, but I prophesied this will be the year of internet and living room revival. Many pastors said, Isaiah, we don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean internet revival? What do you mean living room revival? Now, not knowing about COVID or any of that, I believe the Lord was preparing the church and preparing us to go into 2020. And so in March, when this all broke out, we were already live streaming. We were already ready to go because the prophetic word was living room and internet revival. And how many know that word came to pass? And many of the pastors that said I was crazy or thought I was nuts came back and said, you were right. That was the word of the Lord. Before knowing anything that was going on, how many know God knows what's happening? God knows what he's doing. And as I've said, we didn't start the live stream because of COVID. We started because God gave us a word in 2019 for January. Now, let me give you some disclaimers before I give this word, because some of you have never heard a word of the Lord like this or never heard somebody prophesy like this. I do not call myself a prophet, but if there was any of the five offices that I feel God has called me to based on how I preach and based on how God speaks to me, it would be the office of the prophet. Again, I'm not into titles. I've never called myself a prophet. I I challenge you to take the word I'm going to give you tonight. You can judge it. You can test it with scripture. You can receive it or you cannot receive it. It's up to you. My job is just to give you the word that God has given to me for the body of Christ for 2021. So I don't call myself a prophet. You're never going to find a video of me saying, hey, welcome. This is prophet Isaiah here. I'm just not into it. I'm not trying to judge anyone that's doing it or doing that. I'm just letting you know, I don't call myself that this year for about the last two weeks, I've been asking the Lord for about two to three weeks, what the word was for 2021. And I didn't feel anything specific. God didn't give me any special download. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to get on here and give you guys a word for the new year. I'll give you guys a prophetic word from the word of God. But then last night, as I was praying and studying, I was up till about three o'clock in the morning. But last night around 930 or 10 o'clock, as I was praying, as I was studying, just getting ready to get on here and to give you guys what I felt God was saying and what I felt God was doing, God began to download on me a specific word for 2021. And I'm going to give it to you in a way I've never done it because I'm going to give it to you exactly how God gave it to me. After the prophetic word, I will share with you some mistakes I believe we made in 2020 and how we're going to need to overcome if we're going to do what God has called us to do in 2021. But remember, I'm just giving it to you word for word how God gave it to me. I've written it down word for word. I sat there praying in the spirit, writing down when God said start, I started. And when God said stop, I stopped. And so this is how God gave it to me, real and raw. Um, These are some very important things that we need to hang on to. And then like I said at the end, I'll distinguish when I start talking, I'll say, okay, now I want to share with you. Okay. So I'll make a distinction between what God specifically spoke to me and then what I want to say to you. Now, remember something very clear. I have to say when we give a prophetic word as we're prophesying, or I'm giving you this word, we're interpreting what God is saying. We're not translating what God is saying. So God uses the way that we speak. He uses our personality. So we don't have to speak in King James. We don't have to say, thus say it, the Lord, the spirit of God. We could say that. And that might be the way God speaks, but God 
uses our personality, the way that we speak, the way that we think, the way that we talk to speak through us, because remember, we're interpreting the word. We're not translating the word. So, and, and prophecy is simply saying what God is saying. We all prophesy. We all speak for God, but it's simply saying what God is saying. It's simply speaking the words of God, the words from heaven to people. It's your job as I'm prophesying to attach your faith to it and say, I receive it, Lord. You can be like Zachariah and you could receive this prophetic word with doubt, or you can be like Mary and say, let it be unto me. Now, when God was giving me this word to give to you guys, I was saying, Lord, I receive all of it. I receive every part of it, the good parts, the negative parts. I received the prophetic word and I attached my faith to the prophetic word. Last thing I'm going to say, and then I'm going to dive in word for word what God gave me is I don't take this lightly. Guys, I've been anxious all day long. I've had my stomach turning all day long. I give you this word tonight with fear, with humility, and I tremble as I give this word because I know how serious it is to say, God gave me this word to give you, but I'm this confident that God gave this to me, but I want you to know I'm saying this tonight with humility. I'm saying this tonight with fear and with trembling, and some of the stuff that God gave me to say is not gonna be easy to hear, but I believe God wants me to tell you this, so here we go this is what I believe God said word for word for 2021 and is going to be what I believe the word of the Lord is 2021 is going to be a year of restitution and payback for my people says God that which was stolen and lost in 2020 I'm going to begin to restore and to renew my church has allowed bitterness resentment and division to rob them from what I was trying to do in 2020 in 2021 I'm getting ready to restore that which the devil thought that he came and stole. God says, I am grieved by how my church has responded in the midst of crisis. I gave my church an opportunity to be healing to the world, yet in 2020, my church chose the path of division and dissension throughout the world. Many churches and believers in 2020 have had their lampstands removed because how they poorly represented me in 2020. In the same way that I warned churches in Revelation that if they did not change, that I would remove their lampstands here I am again warning my church today that if they do not begin to change, I will continue to remove the light, the power, and the influence that my body was intended to have. And guys, as I'm saying this, I'm literally trembling. Here's what the Lord says. I have exposed many false prophets and false shepherds in 2020. And I, the Lord says, will continue to expose false prophets and false pastors on a greater level in 2021. False prophets, the Lord says, have gone out and given prophetic words in my name when I was never even speaking. As in the days of Jeremiah, where false prophets were prophesying out of emotion and imagination, even today, says the Lord, many false prophets were claiming that I was speaking when I, the Lord, was not speaking. There is going to be, um, I feel the fear of the Lord so strong, guys. There is going to be a cleansing and a purifying in the prophetic movement in 2021, says the Lord. Many who were once considered powerful are going to lose their influence in 2021. And these false prophets are going to be brought to a place of repentance and humility. 
do not believe says the spirit of god every prophetic word but test the word and see if it lines up with my holy word do not allow yourself in 2021 to get tangled up in the systems of this world because my church must remember that this place is not their final dwelling place I have given many ministers, the Lord says, who are living in secret sin, a space to repent. But the Lord says, I can no longer tolerate those that misrepresent me. And guys, as I'm, th- I'm saying this, I'm literally shaking. God says for many prophets and pastors who have taken my glory lightly, who have taken credit for my power and my glory and for what I've done, and who have allowed pride to set it into their heart, I will now take from them and strip my anointing from them. As I strip Saul of the anointing, so I will strip many pastors that tried to rob me of my glory. And they will either humble themselves or God says, I will put them on the shelf altogether in 2021. The Lord says, I am a holy God and I will not share my glory with men. I will not, says God, tolerate those who misrepresent my kingdom in 2021. The Lord says, I am relighting the fires that have gone out in my church due to disappointment and confusion. Those that have lost their passion to pray, read my word and fast, will get their passion reignited once again in 2021. The Lord says, I want a new sacrifice in 2021 for my people so that my fire can come upon my church like it has never, oh, come on, God, like it has never come upon my people before. The Lord says, I have allowed in 2020 churches to be shut down because I, the Lord, am reprioritizing and reestablishing my church. I am bringing renovation, innovation, and revival to my people, but the Lord says, I cannot pour out a new wine in old wineskins. Do not love the former. Do not get used to the old for I, the Lord, your God is getting ready to do a new thing. I am getting ready to release strategies and ideas in 2021 to my church that the world has never seen before. There will be a temptation to persecute the new thing that I am doing, but know that when you come against the new thing that I'm doing, you are also coming against me. The Lord says, I have allowed the trials in 2020 to purify my church and make them realize that they were not where they thought they were. Many churches who thought that they were strong realized that they were weak only in the natural but weak in the spiritual. I'm sorry, they realized that they were strong only in the natural, but God says they were weak in the spiritual. 2020 was a year of separating the wheat from the tear and many false churches, God says, will never recover. But for my real bride, there will be an increased growth and an increase of power in the year of 2021. Do not despise, God says, those that I raise up in 2021, for I will raise up the most unexpected people in 2021 to advance my kingdom. Some of the most influential celebrities and people of influence, God says, will be saved and used by me in 2021. My church must not reject those who were once in complete darkness, but must now disciple and embrace those. Many people who work for Satan, says God, and work in the satanic church in 2021 will be saved and will be delivered and will be used for my glory and for my kingdom. God says that the new age movement, oh come on, I'm getting emotional here, is going to see a revival that will make headlines in 2021. 
excuse me, I'm getting emotional here. God says many did not understand why they went through so many trials in 2020, but God says this, it was part of the refining process. God says, I am the blacksmith, says the Lord, that those trials were used to forge you into the weapon to wage war against hell's gates. You are my weapon against Satan's kingdom, and I will continue to sharpen you and craft you into what I need. Do not despise, says the Spirit of God, the refining process, but embrace the trials and challenges in 2021, for I'm using them to forge you into a mighty weapon in the hand of, of myself. I'm raising up a new breed of Christian who is not going to cower or be afraid when fighting Satan's kingdom this year. These will be special forces that have been trained by my spirit and like those who came before that ran from the battle these special forces are going to run towards the battle i'm telling you guys i feel god so strong tonight god says i'm calling my church to confront darkness in 2021 and to stop concealing the darkness in my church god says 2020 was a year of training for spiritual warfare but many in 2021 are actually going to engage in the battle the battle has never stopped and for too long god says my church has been content hiding on the sidelines I am calling forth a spiritually violent people to overthrow Satan's kingdom in 2021 I am weary the Lord says of seeing my church allow the devil to have free reign and free real estate among my people I have given my church weapons and training to fight every battle that they will face in 2021 this is what the Lord says Things will continue to get worse in the natural before they begin to get better. But understand that these are signs of my return. Do not panic or fall into deception, but continue to stay in my word, says God. That will be your source of peace and confidence during these trying times ahead. The world in 2020 has tried to shut the mouth of my church, but in 2021, I will shut the mouth of the accuser, says the Spirit of Almighty God. God says that major laws are going to change globally in 2021, but know that as the laws change, I remain the same, I remain in control, and the laws of man will change, but my laws are unchangeable. I apologize, guys, as I get emotional here. There will be a wave of persecution, says God, in 2021 that will come against my church, and I will use the persecution to strengthen, to grow, and to purify my body. God says in 2021, long-lost families are going to come back to me. Prodigals, excuse me, prodigals are going to run home, and revival is going to break out in your home like never before. The words that were spoken over your kids and the seeds that were planted will grow and produce fruit, says the Spirit of God. My presence will continue to move in people's homes and to move upon people's families. And there is going to be an outbreak of the Lord says, neighborhood revivals there will be an outpouring of the spirit of god in neighborhoods god says i'm warning all pastors and leaders that in 2021 be ready to move with my spirit do not allow how i did church in the past to dictate how you do church in this coming year if you're not willing to move with my spirit and obey my voice says the lord I will find a place that will. For the pastors who are hungry for my presence, I'm going to relight the altar, says
says the Lord, for the altars are a place of power and a place of healing. And I'm getting ready to restore revival in my altars and in my church. Be willing, God says, pastors and leaders to move out of my way because I am longing to move in the midst of your church. God says that there will be in 2021 a deliverance revival. He says, I will continue to raise up voices to train and equip my body and my people for battle. God says that deliverance will no longer be shunned in 2021 and it will no longer be ridiculed. But the Lord says that deliverance will become mainstream in 2021 among my people. And God says, I will expose the strategies of Satan to my trusted soldiers and to my church. I will weaken, God says, Satan's influence on the earth through my special forces that I am raising up. God says that this is going to be a year of significant wealth transfer. And God says in 2021, there will be a transfer from the bank accounts of the wicked into the accounts of the righteous. And many in my church are going to see their finances increase like they have never seen before. God says that some in my church thought that I was done with them. Some in my church thought that their time was in the past, but God says I'm getting ready to call you in the front lines in 2021 that even now says the Lord I'm reviving dead dreams and visions I'm bringing many of you back to remembrance of my word says God God says finally I'm dispatching legions of angels that are going to even now go in war against demonic powers in heavenly places God says continue to cry out to me continue to sacrifice continue to fast and to pray for my arm is not weak says the Lord and my ear is not deaf, but I will redeem my people. God says that 2021 will be the year of restitution. It will be the year of payback. It will be the year of redemption. It will be the year of warfare. And the Lord says it will be the year of advancing and inventing new ways to reach people with the gospel. God says the time is now. Go forth my church and make disciples of all nations. Do not back down, says the Lord. Do not be afraid for I am with you always. And that's the end of the word. Father, we pray right now that you would release this word with power. God, we are asking and we are receiving your word and we're asking Lord that it would fall on good ground tonight. Lord, release power, release your fire, release your anointing. Do not let us be hard hearted. Do not let us be stubborn, but God, let us advance your kingdom with this word. Let us advance your kingdom by your spirit. And God, we ask that you would plant this word and good ground and in hearts. We ask that everything that you've spoken will come to pass in Jesus name. We're asking for neighborhood revivals, living room revivals, internet revivals, church revivals, move upon us with power and with authority in Jesus name. Guys, I'm telling you, that's the first time I've ever given a word, word for word. I'm going to start doing this more because I believe that when we do this, it's not tainted by our opinion. It's not tainted by what we think. And I firmly stand behind everything that God is speaking, everything that God is saying for 2021. I really do believe, and this is me speaking now, not the spirit of God, but I really do believe that 2021 is going to be a defining moment in the body of Christ. We're like in 2020, we are going to have the option to be bitter or to get better and to say, God, this is going to be the year where 
I'm not living my life in disappointment. I'm not living my life in bitterness. I'm not living my life in trials, but I'm going to advance. There was many mistakes that the body of Christ made in 2020 that God is saying these are pitfalls and obstacles that we must overcome in 2021. As God was downloading this word into me, I realized how many mistakes we made in 2020, not only in the church, but in our personal lives. How many times do we not, do we go into the new year and not overcome the mistakes and we keep making the same mistakes over and over and over? This is the book of Numbers. The children of Israel for years kept going through the same mistakes and the same trials and never advanced into what God had for them and lived in the same place. It's possible that you can live your entire life in the church and never going from glory to glory to glory. I don't know about you, but I am not interested in staying in the same place in 2021. I'm not interested in being in the same place in my passion, in my fire, in my anointing. I don't know about you, but I want to level up in 2021. So if we're going to level up, we're going to have to look at some mistakes that we We've been making and we're going to have to begin to overcome these mistakes we're going to have to begin to adapt i'm looking at my own life and saying lord i want to make sure I avoid mistakes that I made in 2020. I look back on the last nine years of my ministry and I go, God, what if I started so much of what I'm doing now back then? Don't look back 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now and say, if I only started this sooner, now is the day to start it. Now is the day and the time of activation and the spirit of God. I want to do things and go places and do things in God that I've never done before. I don't want to continue doing things that are unfruitful. I don't want to continue living in ways that are unfruitful. I'm going to give you some mistakes that God is prophetically highlighting to us. I believe that these are mistakes God is saying we must overcome in 2021 because if we want everything God has for us, we can't keep tripping over the same thing. As I consider what he did in 2020 in my own life, I'm saying, Lord, I cannot imagine what you're going to do in 2021. I cannot imagine what the Lord has in store. And I prophesy over you tonight that God has something higher, something greater, and something more powerful for you for you in 2021 than you ever even dreamed of. And what happened in 2020 is going to look like nothing in compared to how God advances in kingdom in 2021. God wants to blow your mind. God, if you read the Bible, does not do small. The Bible says he does exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. And I speak the abundance of God over you. I speak godly prosperity over you. And I'm telling you, this is the year of growing in God like never before. God does not work in addition. Our God works in multiplication. He wants to multiply. He wants to multiply your business, multiply your ministry, your finances, your spiritual life. Whatever you need, God says, I'm ready to do if you would overcome these mistakes, you'd get in alignment with my word, you would get in my presence, you'd stop believing every false prophetic word that you're hearing on the internet, and you would realize that my plan for you is greater than you could ever imagine. So I want to give you guys some mistakes that God has downloaded to me that I've made in the past, that I've gone through even last year and growing my ministry, and if we look at these mistakes and we apply them to our life and we begin to overcome them, I believe that tonight will be invaluable for you going into 2021. 
one. I believe that this is a prophetic time, a prophetic live stream that's going to go into 2021. If you apply all of these mistakes I'm going to give you and all these lessons I'm going to give you, you'll go into 2021 with a new hunger for the things of God and you'll be able to do what God has called you to do. God wants you to advance when it comes to deliverance, when it comes to healing, when it comes to prayer, God wants you to advance. So if you have pen and paper out, you should probably be taking notes so that as the year goes by, you can look at these and make sure that you're not falling into these traps of Satan. So I want to give you this mistake. Number one, that I feel that we had in 2020 and that God says, I want my church to overcome. Number one is blaming others when really you are the problem. This is a major mistake that the body of Christ made. This is a major mistake that we made as the church is that we were blaming everyone else when really we were the problem. This is one of the greatest, if not the greatest hindrances to your destiny. Understand that you you are, write this down, the only one who can stop you. No demon, the Bible says, can stop you. No preacher or no pastor can stop you. The only one that can stop your destiny, the only one that can stop the business God wants you to start, the only one that can stop the ministry that God wants you to stop, start, the only one that can stop the deliverance ministry God keeps calling you to start is you. And so often we look for someone else to blame for the fact that we're not where we want to be, but or God is not doing what we think he should be doing or why our business is not growing the way it should be growing or why our ministry is not growing or why our marriage is not thriving. And Paul talked about this in Romans. He goes, listen, it's not the enemy. It's the inner me. There's something inside of me that is constantly fighting what God is trying to do in my life. And it's not a demon. It's not the devil. And although the devil could hinder and demons could hinder our destiny, but Paul says it's this inner man. It's this inner flesh that I must crucify if I'm going to advance in what God wants me to do. So many of us in 2020, we were the only ones that held ourselves back. I want you to let yourself know that. I held myself back in 2020. I've realized this after having such an incredible successful year that many things that haven't happened in my ministry, in my personal life, were not a result of the economy, were not a result, oh, the American church doesn't want to hear my preaching, was not a result of that, was not a result of my kids or my marriage or my this or my that. It was a result of things in my own life that I I needed to change and that I needed to overcome. So you need to understand many times we are the reason and we are the thing stopping God from moving in our lives. Jesus did not say crucify the devil. Jesus said crucify yourself. Why? Because it's you that's stopping you. And if you realize this and start getting out of your own way, you will be able to go into 2021 advancing the kingdom of God like he wants you to do in the earth. The reason why, and let me give you why it's so dangerous when you start blaming other people, because God cannot forgive you if you blame others. If you blame somebody else or put the blame, why didn't I start my ministry? And everything I'm going to give you tonight, this applies to businesses, it applies to schools, it applies to ministry, it applies to every part of your life. This is not just for one thing or one person. This is for every single part of your life. This applies of what God is saying and of what God wants to do. And so this is not just, oh, I'm a pastor, this doesn't apply. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, if you're a school teacher, if you work at Starbucks, if you're a police officer, if you're a nurse, if you're a pastor, these all apply to us because these are biblical principles. Many people don't realize success businesses use biblical principles. And so this whole blame game and blaming everyone else, if we look at in the beginning in Adam and Eve, what happened? Adam blamed Eve. Adam literally said, the woman that you put here gave me some fruit, God. And so I ate it. God looks to Eve because Adam, remember, put the uh, blame on Eve. Eve said this, 
the serpent deceived me and so I ate the fruit. So what happened? Adam blames Eve, Eve blames the devil, and God looks at Satan and says, I can't forgive the snake. Now, Adam and Eve could have been forgiven after eating the fruit if they didn't play the blame game, if they didn't shift the blame. But when you blame shift, you lose the opportunity for God to forgive you and for God to cleanse you. We need to take responsibility for our actions in 2020. We need to say, Lord, I was lazy. Lord, I was full of excuses. And God, I didn't do what you called me to do. I'm the problem. Anytime there's an issue with me and God, I always come to the same conclusion. I'm the issue, not God. Anytime I'm reading the Bible and I don't agree with it, I come to the conclusion, the Bible is not the issue. I am the issue. And so I want you to know that you are the problem tonight, okay? The problem is not your wife, not your husband, not your kids, not your family, not the economy. Why well, couldn't grow in the economy? We had the best year we've ever had with the economy and my job, literally my job was traveling preaching and I got every, pretty much every event canceled in 2020. I did like five events. I was booked for six months straight of traveling and preaching and every single thing got canceled in one week. And I could have said, well, how am I going to pay the bills and all this stuff like that? But God says, I'm going to do something and I'm going to grow you as long as you will be vigilant, as long as you'll be proactive, and as long as you'll begin to do what I've called you to do. So stop waiting around to do it in 2021. Stop making excuses. Stop waiting for everything to line up. Crucify yourself, get out of the way, and let God take over in 2021. The problem in the church is, we don't preach self-denial in the church anymore. We teach people how to improve themselves rather than deny themselves. That's good preaching, Isaiah. We teach people how to enhance their flesh rather than crucify their flesh. Luke 9, 23, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life, this is the words of Jesus, he must lose his life. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. So he said, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. So this whole thing is a day by day thing. It is a one day at a time. The way that you deny yourself is every single day you say, Lord, I'm going to deny my dreams, my ambitions, my motives, my hopes, my desires, and I'm going to follow you. I remember when I got saved, I said this, I said, Lord, I'm ready to lay everything down. I'm ready to lay down the job, to break up with the girlfriend. Every dream, every hope that I've ever had in my entire life in 19 years, I'm ready to surrender them all to you because I know that your way is better than my way. You some, you know, you got to understand that you might deny a dream or a vision or a purpose or a destiny, but God wants to give you something a million times better. Whether it's a girlfriend, whether it's a boyfriend, whether it's that, whether it's a job, whether it's finances, whether it's a friend, God says, I will give you something better. And the only reason why I'm asking you to lay it down is because you can't have what I have for you. I'm preaching strong tonight and have what you have for you at the same time. And so you must lay down what you have so that you can pick up what I have. Now, this is pastors. Listen, if you want to see God move in your church like never before, get rid of your little vision. Get rid of your little dream of how talented you are and how anointed you are and how good you are at networking and interviews and social media. Say, Lord, delete everything I think I know because God wants to do a fresh move of the Holy Spirit in your church. But God says, I can't do it if you don't deny yourself. You have to deny yourself. Whatever you've been looking to fill your void, God says, fill it with Christ. 
The Bible says forever would try to save his life is going to lose his, lose his life. Let go of your life. Let go of your dreams. No one else is going to tell you this, but I'm not afraid to tell you. Let it go in 2021 and start denying yourself. I want, Lord, what you want for my life, not what I want for my life. As a believer, we're not allowed to do a lot of the stuff the world does. We're not allowed to be rude to people. We're not allowed to be angry and to be bitter and to be resentful and to complain. We're not authorized to live a life of stress and anxiety. We have the spirit of almighty God living on the inside of us and we grieve the Holy Spirit when we choose our path over the spirit's path. God has a path and a specific destiny for your life and we grieve him when we choose our way and we choose our path over the path of God. God says, I want you in 2021 to walk the path that I have for your life, not the path that you have for your life. Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it's it's Christ living on the inside of me. Come on, where are you guys at tonight? And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So it's no longer Isaiah living, it's Christ living on the inside of me. And too many people are seeing too much of you. 2021, I don't want people to see me. I want them to see Christ. If they can see more of you than they can of Christ, You've not been crucified. If they can talk to you and they see more of your personality, more of the way you think and more of your humanistic ideas than they do the mind of Christ and the things of God, then you have not been crucified. And the Lord is saying, crucify yourself. Luke 14, 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, hate his mother, his wife, his children, his brothers and sisters, and then watch this. And yes, even hate his own life. He can't be my disciple. These are not, listen, if those were not the words of Jesus, you guys would all check out here and say, Isaiah is a false prophet. These are the words of Jesus. Unless you hate everything in comparison, you cannot be my disciple. You must have a hatred for your life, a hatred for your own ways, a hatred for the things of the flesh. That's why I always say we need to be about Yahweh, not about your way. God, I don't want to be about my way. I don't want to have my agenda in 2021. You look at all the people in the Bible that Jesus came came to, that God came to, that the spirit of the Lord came to. And he said, you're going to have to abandon your dreams. You're going to have to abandon your ambitions. And then some of you, listen, your, your dreams and things are not working anyways. Your plans never work. Every time Isaiah has a good idea and a plan, it never works. So I have to wait on the Lord and say, God, what is your strategy? And I believe tonight God is releasing battle strategies, business strategies, ministry strategies. Don't think it's a coincidence, pastor, when God gives you a strategy or gives you an idea, but understand that God is speaking something to you. And the Lord says, if you'll just go with what I'm trying to do, if you'll just go with what I'm speaking to you, you're going to see exponential growth in 2021. So number one is blaming other people, not crucifying yourself, playing the blame game. You're the problem. Crucify yourself you got to get over yourself okay number two and this is a mistake that we made a mistake I've made and I'm telling you guys this you know we've been very successful in live streaming we started with 80 viewers in January and right now we have 3,500 on okay how I'm telling you because these are mistakes that we've overcome and so I'm not giving you not any none of the things I give you tonight are things I haven't lived but these are all things that I've overcome and lived and I know that they will bring spiritual success if you apply them to your life number two is not taking on 
new challenges. Wow, what a good word, Isaiah. Not taking on new challenges. This is a mistake. You have to start looking at challenges as an opportunity to grow. 2021, remember, I'm not one of these prophecies. Oh, everything's going to get better next month. Everything's going to be better and everything in the economy. No, I'm not one of those. I think things are going to actually get worse in 2021. And this is very vital for you. You need to understand that every challenge and trial you go through is an opportunity for you to grow. Anything that God has for you this year will come with challenges. Many people never embark on the journey because they're afraid of the challenges and the work that is involved. But let me just say this, being a Christian, being on fire, being a spiritual warfare is the most challenging thing you will ever do. This could also apply to starting that business, marrying that person, having those kids. These are all going to come with challenges, but you need to see every challenge in 2021 as an opportunity to grow. I'm going into 2021 saying, I'm taking these challenges. I'm taking these trials. I'm taking everything that the enemy is going to try to throw at me as an opportunity to grow. I'm not looking at these challenges saying, oh man, I can't do it. The hill's too big. These are all opportunities for us to grow. When God says start a deliverance network, I knew there was going to be challenges. We spent hours and hours and hours just trying to figure out how to make a map. We spent hours and hours and hours trying to figure out how to, what kind of application, how are people going to connect with each other? Everything we've done with the partners calls, with the podcast, with the live streams, with the call-in show, every single thing has challenges. And if you're in this thing listening tonight and you want to do something new, start a new business, start a new ministry or advance, you're going to have to embrace the challenges. I promise you it's going to be challenges. You're never going to be ready. Here's another one, man. I'm helping myself tonight. If this is not giving you weapons, this is giving me weapons. This is another one. You're never going to be ready to do it. You're never going to be ready to have kids. You're never going to be ready to start a business. You're never going to be ready to start a live stream. You're never going to be ready, but you need to just do it. If God told you start that YouTube channel, come on somebody. The Lord's saying, just do it. If God told you to start the church, just do it. Well, you're crazy. Why would you start a church in the midst of a pandemic? Just do it. If God says that have some kids, just have the kids already. Listen, you're already, your biological clock is ticking down. I know you're like, well, we have to wait till we get this new promotion or finish college here or do this, or, you know, me and my wife are not ready yet. And you know, you've been married 10 years now. Come on. It's time to be ready. Just have the kids. You'll figure it out. If you have three dogs, you can handle one kid. It's time to just go for it. Go for what God has for you. Stop living in regret. Stop saying I'm not ready. I'll tell you this right now. I'm never ready. Every time someone says, are you ready to go live? Are you ready to preach? I always say no, because I'm literally never ready because I know that I'm jumping in the deep end and God is helping me swim. I was not ready to live stream. Go. I dare one of y'all to go back to January's live streams. They were so scuffed. They were so messed up. The audio, the video was so blurry. And from that point till now, I'm always, every single week, I'm adding something new because I understand that challenges are a part of growth. You're never going to be ready. Just do it. Challenges will come, yes. But remember, in the challenges and the trials of 2021, and mark my words, because they will come, God's power is going to be revealed even greater. We grow in adversity and trials, not when everything is easy. You don't grow when things are easy. You grow when things are tough. The moment you stop facing challenges, the moment you stop challenging yourself, you're going to stop growing. If you're not growing, you are dying. First Peter 5.10 says, and after you've suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory, in Christ will himself restore, 
confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So he says, listen, Peter, he goes, you're going to struggle for a little while. You're going to have some trials. He said, but the Lord, after the challenges, after the suffering, after the challenge and the persecution, God says, I will establish it. God says, I will come in. I will restore you, confirm you, strengthen you, establish you. But if you don't go through these trials, there will be no strengthening. That is why many of you said it was the hardest year of my life, but it was the best year of my life. Well, how is that? Because the trials actually made me stronger, not weaker. I'm coming out of 2020 stronger than I've ever been. How? It was the toughest year of your life because it was those trials. Did I lose family members? Yes. Did I lose jobs? Yes. Did the home get foreclosed on? Yes. Did the job, have I been on unemployment? Yes. But the challenges and the trials put pressure on me and caused me not to go away from God, but they caused me to go towards God. This is the way that trials come. You need to start looking at trials. This will change you if you get this tonight. You need to stop looking at trials and blessing as you need to start looking at trials as blessings. James 1, 2, count it all joy, my brothers, for many, you will meet various kinds of trials and tribulations for, you know, that testing your faith produces perseverance and let perseverance have its full effect that you may be complete and perfect, lacking nothing. So James says, if you want to be complete, if you want to be perfect, if you want to lack nothing, start getting excited about your trials. Start getting excited about the persecution and the challenges that you're going through and know that when you're tested in 2021, that God is going to produce strength, produce endurance, produce perseverance. There's a push that you have to have when you go through trials. First Corinthians 12, nine, he says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is perfect in your weakness. Therefore, Paul says, I'm going to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ might rest upon me. The weaker that you get, the stronger that God gets. And some of you, let me just be honest with you tonight. You're not weak enough for God to use you yet. You still heavily rely on your talents and your abilities and not the presence and the power of God. Is it okay to be talented? Yes. Is it okay to have abilities? Yes. But that's not what we rely on. I don't rely on my talents. I don't rely on my abilities. I don't rely on my ingenuity. Before I went live, I was on my knees under my desk saying, God, I can't do nothing apart from you. I humble myself before you and I can't do this. I can't deliver your word. Who am I? I'm, I'm trembling. That's why during the word I was shaking the whole time because I'm just a man of unclean lips like Isaiah chapter six. Who am I Lord that you would use me, that you would call me, that you would appoint me, that you would anoint me for your purposes. Friend, I'm telling you, God wants to use you and you need to stop being so strong. God is looking for weakness. You need to be vulnerable. You need to let God weaken you. You need to start challenging yourself. If no one around you is challenging you, Start challenging yourself. Start saying, in this year, I'm going to challenge myself. And this year, I'm going to go and do what I've never done. And this year, I'm going to cry out to God like I've never cried out. And this year, I'm going to read the whole Bible five times instead of three times. This year, I'm going to fast in ways I've never fasted. This year, I'm going to start businesses I've never done that God keeps telling me to do. I'm going to challenge myself. Don't wait for someone to challenge you. You need to provoke yourself to good works. Stop being afraid of stepping out and doing something new. And so understand the trials and the persecutions that are going to come in 2021, God is going to use to grow you. This is the biblical way to look at trials. And this is the way that I'm looking at trials going into this year. Number three, not acting like what you want to be. Let me say that again, because some of you have never heard this before. 
Number three mistake we made in 2020 is we didn't act like what we wanted to be. So many of you have dreams and aspirations, but you wait until those things happen until you act like it. If you want to be a business owner before you're a business owner, act like a business owner. If you want to be a pastor, start praying and reading like the requirements of being a pastor. If you want to be a leader, a deliverance minister, start watching videos, start preparing yourself. If you want to be someone who people take serious, start acting like it. Don't be messing around. Don't be casual and then expect people to treat you seriously. Some of you want to run a business, but you can't even handle being on time. Someone says, oh, we're going to go get coffee at three o'clock and you show up at 315, but you want to be a business owner. So start acting like it before you are it. Some of you want to manage other people, but you can't even manage yourself. Some of you want to be mighty in God's kingdom, but you're not serious about the things of God. You're not fasting seriously. You're not praying seriously. And so the key to this, I'm going to act like a minister before I'm a minister. I'm going to act like a pastor before I'm a pastor. I'm going to act like I make $500,000 a year, even though I make $30,000 a year. I'm going to manage myself. I'm going to manage my social media. I'm going to manage my marriage. I'm going to manage my kids in a way of where I want to go, not where I'm at now. And so don't spend money like you're broke. Spend money and say, I'm going to invest. I'm going to, I might not have any money, but I'm going to invest the little bit I have because there's going to come a time where God trust me with finances. I might not have a large congregation. I only have five people in my church, but I'm going to manage these five people and I'm going to act like I have a lot of people because God can trust me. And so you need to understand that some of you need to learn how to praise like the miracles already taken place. You need to learn to praise like the battle has already been won. You need to fight from victory, not fight for victory. Oftentimes when I'm praying, I'm already imagining that person getting saved. I'm already picturing that family member that's not saved worshiping at the altar. Some of you that are praying for your prodigals, start praying and picturing they're already worshiping. They're already serving the Lord. They're already being used in the kingdom of God. So you need to start acting like you're a Christian, acting like you're on fire, acting like you're a pastor. Don't be lackadaisical in 2021. Remember David got anointed and wasn't king for years. He was anointed to be king, but wasn't a king, but he carried himself in a way because he knew that he was anointed and I might not be it yet, but God has anointed me and called me to do it. So I'm going to act like it before it happens. You go, God, I want to be used mighty for your honor and your glory. And then God looks at your social media page and goes, really? You want to be used mighty for my kingdom and my glory, but look at what you're posting on social media. Look at what you're reading. Look at what you're sharing. Look at the page that you're liking. See, if you want God to take you serious, you need to take him serious. Wait, we wait until we get called to do it. But if you can't pray now or read now, I promise you, you won't do it when you're a pastor. If you can't handle your finances now, you won't handle them when you get that promotion. If you can't handle the easy persecution in the United States, but you say, oh God, send me to your third world country, Friend, how are you going to handle being persecuted in India when you can't even handle the little persecution you're going through now with your friends and family? You're not going to handle it there if you can't handle it here. Many of us say, God, send me to preach to the masses, but we can't preach to the one person at work. We say, God, send me to pray for the sick in Africa, but what about the sick in your own family that you haven't prayed for? Am I preaching to anyone tonight? Once it happens, then I'll just get serious. No, the way that God entrusts you with things is based on how you handle what you have. Every single person listening has been given a measure of responsibility for God and it is a test to see how well you can handle it. I remember asking God, God, why are you promoting me? Why are you trusting me with so much? And this was early in my ministry in 2011. 
when God really was just going crazy and promoting me. And I was just, I just got saved. I was going, what in the world is happening? And he clearly told me because you managed the little bit that I gave you. I can vividly remember preaching in my living room till midnight during the revival. And then I would have to get up at three o'clock in the morning. Remember I'm preaching what I've been through, not something I'm telling you guys I haven't been through. And I would get up at three o'clock in the morning. And I was sometimes so frustrated because I worked at Starbucks and I would put on my apron and I would go open up my Starbucks and I would say, Lord, I thank Thank you for the two members of my church because when I opened up my store at four o'clock in the morning, it was me and two other coworkers. And I'd put on my apron as if I was putting on a suit to go preach to my church. And I said, Lord, thank you for the two members of my church. I'm going to preach to them and be faithful with the few people I have around me. Now, we had about 30 minutes to get the store ready to open. We had to do the pastries and start brewing the coffee. I know I was a barista for three years. Yes, okay, all you that are like, make me a coffee. And I would do all this, but as I'm getting stuff ready, as I'm putting the pastries in the thing, as I'm getting the coffee brewed, I'm ministering, I'm preaching, I'm sharing, because I knew that I only had 30 minutes. And so that was my 30 minute sermon at my church, which was Starbucks, and my green apron was my three-piece suit. This was literally the mentality that I had. And then as I was responsible, God says, I could give you more. The more you're responsible with, I hope I'm helping someone tonight, the more he will trust you with. But if you can't handle the little, God says, I won't give you the more. Where is that in the Bible? Luke 16, 11. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest with little will also be dishonest with much. If then you've not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you true riches? This is all about stewardship. Be faithful this year with the little that God gives you and watch God trust you with more. Start acting like the person you're trying to be instead of the person that you currently are. 1 Peter 4.10 As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So you have something, okay? Don't sit here and say, I'm not gifted, I'm not talented, I'm not anointed, I'm not good looking. You have something. God has given you a gift be a good steward and use it, the Bible says, to serve others. And when you start using the talents and the gifts that God has given you, God says, I'm going to give you more. Well, how do I know the gifts I have? Well, what are you passionate about? What are you good at? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Moses said, God, I don't have anything to offer you. And God says, hmm, what about that staff in your hand? Throw it down and I will use it. And the Bible says Moses threw the staff down. It became a snake and Moses ran from the snake. Do not run from your gifting. Do not run from your calling. Do not run what God, run from what God is calling you to do. He will use whatever you have for his honor and your glory. So listen, you might be a stay-at-home mom. You say, Isaiah, what could God do with me? How can God use me? I don't know. What about making a TikTok and sharing Bible verses on there? What about putting your testimony on Facebook? What about messaging people scriptures every day? Praying for people in the comments? What about starting a small business? What about raising up your kids? There's various things that every one of us can do to advance God's kingdom. And all you need to do is say, Lord, what have you gifted me to do? Are you gifted in writing? Are you gifted in business? Are you gifted in making things? Are you gifted in leadership? Are you gifted in what? are you gifted in making videos, talking in front of a camera, whatever you're gifted in, God says, I will use it to advance my kingdom. Now I'm listen, I'm a nerd as you guys already know. And so I understand how cameras work and how the pop-ups work and how the audio works and how this works and how algorithms work. And so guys, I don't just spend a hundred hours reading the Bible and praying. Although I do spend hours reading and I do spend hours praying. I spend 
hours per week, like 20 to 30 hours a week learning about algorithms. How does the YouTube algorithm work? How does YouTube promote videos? Why does Facebook only put my videos on certain people's pages? How do I get more people reach with the gospel? How does this work? And I'm learning technology because I want to use the wicked and the wealth of the wicked and the uh, uh, the inventions of the wicked and the things that the, the world uses to promote their message so that I could use it to promote God's message. If the world is using these platforms to further their agenda, I'm gonna use these platforms to further God's agenda. And so it's not just spiritual guys. It's not just me reading the Bible all day. I have to strategize and say, Lord, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to say? And I have to be consistent and I have to be a wise steward. The fact that there's 3,500 of you that's a scary thing because God has given me this community to steward and to shepherd. When I bring guests on, I'm very careful. There's guests that people say, bring this person on that I don't bring on because I don't think they're going to be a right fit to speak to you guys. And I don't take you guys lightly. I know that God has entrusted me with this ministry, with you guys, with my partners, with my YouTube people, with my Facebook people. And so I have to be responsible with every single word I speak, every single thing that comes out of my mouth every single verse that I give you that making sure it's in context and I have to be very careful with everything I post and that's why you don't see me posting dumb stuff and that's why you don't see me posting pictures with my shirt off like some of these pastors and that's why you don't see me posting anything graphic or lewd or sexual jokes or worldly music or none of this stuff because I refuse to use my platform and be casual about what God is doing. I am serious about the things of God. Am I a funny person? Am I silly? If you meet me in person, we hang out. I'm funny. I'm silly. I joke. But when it comes to the things of God, I do not joke. And friend, this is my life. I have nothing else to live for besides advancing the kingdom of God. This is my every waking moment. I'm thinking about God. I'm strategizing. How could we advance God's kingdom? How could more people get saved? How could more people get healed? How can we reach the people with the gospel? 330 million people in America. How can we reach them? 17 million views. Okay, well, there's 330 million people just in the US. So God, what can we do going into next year? This needs to be your mindset. Stop having a poverty grasshopper mindset and start having the mind of Christ and start advancing God's kingdom through these different things. Okay, number four, mistake. And this is a major one. Listen, if you're an influencer, entrepreneur, pastor, leader, preacher, school teacher, whoever you are, this applies to you. Mistake number four, get your pins ready. And I'll put all these in the description after. Number four is not being consistent or not being faithful. I wish I could say this one a thousand times. This is so crucial. This is huge. Consistency is key to growing in the spirit and consistency is the key to growing in the ministry. No matter what you're trying to do in 2021, you need to be consistent. I'm giving you guys all these secrets on how I've grown all year long. I'm just giving you free. I'm not charging you to be here tonight. I'm giving you all these mistakes that if you overcome these, you will grow. I promise you. And so these are things that people are not going to tell you. These are ways that I've grown is through number four, the mistake of not being consistent. Absolutely. One of the main reasons why we grew so crazy in 2020, where we went from 80 people in January when we started to our high, our highest live stream was about 3,900 people 
is because of consistency. The reason why there's 3,500 people watching right now is not because, oh, you're this great preacher. We like your personality. That that's all plays a part into it, but it's because we've been consistent all year long. If I said I'm going to be live on Tuesday nights, I think I only canceled two things the whole year because of family vacations. But I, even then when I canceled, I had stuff uploaded for you guys while I was gone. So you didn't even realize I was gone. But if I said I was going to be live on Tuesday, guess what? I was live on Tuesday. In fact, every for the first 14 days of January, we have something at six o'clock. Why? Because consistency is the key to success. People are looking for you to be consistent. Everything in people's lives is inconsistent and people will gravitate towards you if you are consistent. And this goes to pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, influencers, whoever you consider yourself to be, you need to be consistent. You need to keep showing up. Now I'm, I'm giving you guys insight into my own world. I lost track of how many times I didn't feel like going live in the natural. I lost track of how many live streams I streamed for 200 hours last year. So I can say this. I didn't feel like going live in the natural. I didn't feel like pressing that record button in the spirit in the natural, but I knew I needed to be consistent. This is a main attribute that God looks for in believers. The Bible calls it faithfulness. It means this. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. Now, the way that live streams grow, businesses grow, ministries grow is because people can count on you. Remember in an uncertain world to be consistent, they can count on you. If I get online on Tuesday, Isaiah is going to have a guest on of revival and they're going to be preaching. If I get on on Friday, Isaiah is going to bring me the word of the Lord and I'm not tooting my horn. I'm not boasting. We didn't have one Friday night live stream where I got on here and gave you guys a 15 minute message because I didn't spend time in prayer or wasn't prepared. Every single live stream I preached to you guys my heart out like I'm doing tonight for over an hour. I came ready with the word. I came consistently with the word and I didn't water it down. I didn't sugarcoat it. I didn't give you three basic points and give you just an elementary message. Every single week, I'm coming at you guys with the word of the Lord that God is giving me, not tuning my horn, but it's all about being consistent. And that's because I'm consistent in my prayer life. I'm consistent reading the word and I'm telling all this because you need to be consistent. Stop saying you're going to do something and then you do it for one week and then you do something else. Stay consistent with your prayer life. Stay consistent with your fasting schedule. Stay consistent. If you start doing deliverances with people, keep showing up. Even if you don't feel like it, God will reward consistency and faithfulness. Nobody likes a flaky person, including God. Galatians 6, 9, do not get weary on doing good for in due season, you will reap if you don't give up. So what is it saying in Galatians? Just keep going. If you don't feel like it, I know you don't feel like it. Just keep going. If you don't want to, just keep pressing. Do not get weary. Type one, if I'm preaching to somebody, do not give up. You will gain a harvest in 2021 if you don't give up. The devil wants you to not be consistent. I refuse to let the devil be more consistent than me. It feels like the devil never takes off or takes breaks. And that's because the devil doesn't. The devil is consistent. And the church is trying to fight a devil that's full-time when they only want to be part-time. And many of us are not part-time. We work for God for about three hours a week. But I'm telling you, the devil's constantly furthering his agenda. And it's time for the church to be consistent in the agenda of God. You need to say, Lord, this year, I will be faithful and consistent in what you've called me to do. I'm not saying if you're doing something and it's you know not producing fruit, keep doing it. You have to learn sometimes to cut things off. If you have a strategy or an idea or you do something, if it's not bringing fruit, cut it off. But if God said to do something, be consistent. When I do things, 
and I try new things, whether it's what I post or new types of content, if it's not fruitful or it doesn't work the way I feel God wanting it to work, I will stop doing it. If it's not, listen, we do our Monday night call-ins. If you guys weren't on there calling and you weren't on there viewing, I would not be doing it. I'm not going to get on there for 30 people. And so I understand that if something is not bringing fruit, don't keep doing it. But if God says to do it and it's bringing fruit, then don't stop doing it because of your laziness. Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, work as if you're working for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord, you'll receive the inher your inheritance as your reward. And then it says, you're serving the Lord Christ. So whatever you do, do it as if it was for God. Paul says, you're doing it to the Lord Christ. You're not serving men. Everything I do, I do the best I can do because my mindset is I'm doing it unto God. I'm not going to be flaky. I'm not going to go halfway in 2021. I'm going to level it up, step it up and do it unto God. Many people say, oh, you just try to be the best at everything you do. Now I've been that way my whole life. If I'm going to do something, I want to be the best. When I got saved, that went times 10 through the roof because I think in my mind, I'm doing everything unto the Lord. So I'm live streaming unto the Lord. I'm setting up my cameras unto the Lord. I'm praying unto the Lord. I'm fasting unto the Lord. I'm reading. When I'm watching my YouTube algorithm videos and the guy on there is not saved, he's just telling you how to you know, make good titles, optimize the search engines, get on the front page of Google. And I'm lurking. I'm not, he's not preaching to me. He's not even a believer, but I'm saying, you know what? I'm doing this unto the Lord. I'm learning unto the Lord because if I learn this, I'll be able to reach more people for God's glory and more people for God's kingdom. Okay. We don't have much longer here. I know we're an hour and 16 minutes in. And what I'm going to do is I'm also going to post this video, have it up. And then I'm going to take that prophetic word. I think it was about 20 minutes I gave in the beginning and I'll make that a separate video. Cause I know some of you are asking, I want to send that word to friends and family. So I'm going to make that prophetic word a separate video as well. So, you know, don't worry about that. Okay. Number five mistake that you do, you cannot make in 2021 is keeping toxic relationships around. Yes, I said it keeping toxic relationships around for another year. It is time to sever toxic relationships. Do not go into 2021 in, with those toxic relationships. You may have to make a call or a text in this broadcast and cut some stuff off. Stop letting leeches suck the life out of you. Stop letting people poison your destiny and poison your calling. And for all of you that are asking, can I write down the prophetic word? Yes, I will have it written down. And if I'm able to, I will post it in the YouTube description of the video. When I post the prophetic word video, probably tomorrow or on Sunday, probably I'll do it actually tomorrow. So I'll have that posted tomorrow sometime early on the video. So don't worry about that. It'll be on the video, but you need to stop letting toxic people. If you look at the Bible over and over again, God will tell people you need to break off, separate from that relationship. It's toxic. Sever these relationships. When I got saved, there were tons of relationships that I had to get rid of. It's not like I was just cutting them off, but I always tell people I was going this way and they were going another way. There are people this year that you need to separate yourself from. Some of you need to shrink your circle and say, listen, this year I'm going towards God. I'm going towards prayer. I'm going towards fasting. I'm going towards passion. I'm going towards holiness and I can't take you with me. You need to go forward. First Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be deceived. The Bible says bad company ruins good morals or good character. Why does the Bible say, why does Paul say, do not be deceived? Because people are deceived into thinking they can keep toxic people around and it's not going to affect them. I can still hang around these people that are partying and drinking and I won't stumble and Yes, you're being deceived. 
That's what the Bible's saying. If you think that you can hang around people that are doing what you used to do, drinking the way you used to drink, partying the way you used to party, doing the drugs you used to do, and you're not going to stumble, Paul says you're being deceived because they will corrupt you. These people you hang with directly influence your character, according to Paul. Hang around people, write this down, that you want to be like in 2021. Well, Isaiah, there's no one around me. I know. It's a narrow road. It's a difficult road. It's a lonely road. My only friends when I got saved were my uncle, my sister, my cousin, my parents, and a few family members. I went from all these having, and I'm not bragging or nothing, but you know, we were in a band, we were throwing parties after, and I did have a lot of friends. I went from having all these friends to having just my uncle, my sisters, my aunts, my cousins, and a few family members. I had no friends, but slowly but surely, my old friends started getting saved. So you need to dictate your circle in 2021. Find your remnant, find some on-fire believers. They're everywhere. You just might have to locate them. Well, what about the people in my church? Let's look at that. Romans 16, 17. I appeal to you, brothers, watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you've been taught and avoid these people. For such people do not serve our Lord Christ, but they serve their own appetites and by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. Romans 16, 17, Paul is talking to people in the church and he says, yes, ladies and gentlemen, even people in the church you need to avoid because they're preaching and causing divisions and they're causing confusion and they're saying, oh brother, Christians can't have demons. Oh brother, Christians don't need healing. Oh brother, this or that. And they're holding you down from what God is saying and they're causing divisions and they're making obstacles that are contrary to the doctrine you've been taught. Romans 16, 17. And Paul says you need to avoid them. Paul also says you need to avoid anyone that has a form of godliness, but deny the very power that can make them like God. So you should not be hanging out with people that don't walk in the power of God, but just have a form of godliness. I don't care what I was raised in this church, brother. It doesn't matter if you were raised in that church. You could be raised in a church and die in a church if you're not willing to go do what God has called you to do and to step into new territory. Proverbs 22, 24 says, make no friendship with a man given to anger. Oh, this is good. Nor go, go with a man that's filled with wrath because you will learn his ways and entangle yourself in a trap. So he says, don't be friends with people that are angry because guess what's going to happen? You're going to become like him. You're going to learn his ways. Now, if you're one of those people don't be angry. Don't be one of those people that are always mad about everything. Tell your face to smile. Go into 2021 saying, I'm breaking off this anger because the Bible says, if you hang out with angry people, you will become like them. That's Proverbs 22, 24. Now this is the same with gossip. This is the same with people that are confused. Hang around a gossiper, a false doctrine person. You're going to start gossiping. Whatever you hang with, you become Proverbs 13, 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Who is around you? Who are you walking with? Do not go into 2021 walking with the same people. You need to walk with wise people, walk with on fire people. I don't care if you have to virtually walk with them. I don't care if you have to make friends through Facebook or through Instagram. Get around people that are on fire. This is one of the reasons why I love our community because we all have the same mindset. We're all going after God with intensity. We're all going after God with passion and we're not allowing division and anger and strife and false doctrine to come in and to bring confusion. Okay, we're almost done here. And then I'm going to pray for you. Don't leave before we pray for you. Number six, 
Not communicating with God before making decisions. Number six, not communicating with God before you make decisions. This is a mistake in 2020 that you cannot afford to make in 2021. Our communication as believers is so broken. How many decisions? Come on, I'm asking myself this tonight. Did we make in 2020 before inquiring with God? James 1.5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all those without reproach and it will be given to him. So wisdom is one of the only things in the Bible that says, if you ask for it, God is guaranteed to give it to you. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. It's the ability to make decisions. And God says, I will give you wisdom. All you have to do is ask. He's not holding out on you, but do not expect God, write this down, to bless your mess for another year. Anything that I've ever done that failed or did not work out, I can trace back to the fact that I did it and God was not approving of it or telling me to do it. You'll find over and over and over Israel getting into trouble because they did not inquire of the Lord. In 2021, I refuse to make any decisions without first inquiring of the Lord. This is going to change your life, guys. This does not just apply to my ministry. This applies to every decision you make at work, at school, in your family, in your finances. Ask God, is this the right decision? Is this what you want me to do? Is this according to your plan and to your purpose in my life? Inquire of the Lord or you're going to get in trouble in 2021. And some of you are like, you're preaching strong, brother, because 2020, I made some stupid choices and decisions and I did not inquire of the Lord and I got myself all wrapped up and tangled up. And then I needed to cry out to God to come untangle me when I could have avoided the mess in the first place by just inquiring of the Lord. This will change everything because remember the Lord orders your steps. Remember, according to Jeremiah 29, 11, he knows the plans he has and his plans are so much better than your plans. Anytime God has told me to do something that I've actually, God has said to do, it's, it's always prospered because if God says to do it, God says, I'm going to back you up. If God be for you, who can be against you? Lord, I refuse to make any decisions going into this year without first asking you if this was the right decision. Pastors, hear me very clear. Stop doing things. Stop starting programs. You say, well, I started this program. It's not fruitful because the Lord didn't tell you to start it and the Lord didn't tell you to do it and God's not going to back up anything that he didn't say to do. And just because, this is for somebody listening right now, just because it's a good idea does not mean it's a God idea idea. Just because it sounds good on paper does not mean it's God. I've had people come to me in years past. They say, oh, we have this business opportunity. You can make money doing this. You can do this. You can do this. You can trade this or do that. And it sounded so good. And I went to prayer. I said, Lord, obviously you're going to want me to do this. You know, I'm just praying just to check all my bases, but I really know you're going to tell me to do this. And the Lord says, don't do it. And I didn't understand why, 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 why? Because the Lord says, I see what you don't see. And then a month later, two months later, that business fell apart. That thing didn't work out. And I thank the Lord. And this has been with ministry opportunity. I've had the craziest opportunities and I'm not uh, bragging. I just want to share this with you. And I've said, Lord, 
This obviously is from you. You must want me to do it. And the Lord would say, no, do not do this. And then a month later, three months later, six months later, something would happen. That minister was exposed or something happened. And I realized God had my best interest in mind. Write this down. God has your best interest in mind. God is not withholding from you. God is not holding out on you. But do not step into anything without first asking the Lord. Now, you don't have to wait till God speaks to you to do something, but just when you're going to do something, say, Lord, should I do this? Now, even with our, let me give you an example. We're going to do live Zoom deliverances, live stream, and we are going to do this. And my, my pastor and my uncle, Nino, we talked about this. We prayed about this. He said, Isaiah, I really want you to pray about this. I really want you to make sure that this is from God. You know, there's a lot of personal information that people say on Zoom and different things like that. And I said, no, we're going to do it. I feel it's the Lord. And then I prayed about it. I said, Lord, do you want me to do these Zoom deliverances on live stream? And I just felt the Lord say, no, I just felt the Lord say, don't do it. And so I started looking at another minister that does it. And I just realized, you know, there wasn't much fruit coming out of it. And people would spend five, six hours and there was no deliverance and the person would fall over. And then, and then I just felt the Lord say, this is just not for you in this season. Now, maybe in the future, God will have me do it. But I asked the Lord when we posted the video of me training, casting out demons, I asked the Lord, God, do you want me to do this? And the Lord said, yes. And so remember when we're making decisions, I'm asking the Lord every single live stream that I'm doing, I'm asking the Lord, is this what you want? Is this going to please you, Holy Spirit? I'm not going to preach on something that the Holy Spirit is not pleased with. I'm not going to say something that the Holy Spirit is not pleased with. When God gave me this word, I was trembling last night and I was saying, Lord, and I wrestled and I tossed and I turned and all day long I've been thinking about it. Do I really want to do it? I don't know. And the Lord says, Isaiah, do it, go for it. And you know, I don't usually do that where I give word for word, the word of the Lord, but God says, Isaiah, I'm taking you to new places in the prophetic. I'm sharpening your gift. And this is just the beginning of the prophetic anointing that I'm releasing on you this year. This was a word for me. And so I said, okay, I have to step out and do this. Even though I know some people have their own opinions about prophetic words. I knew that the Lord was backing me up to do it. So you need to make sure as you're praying that you are consulting of the Lord. If you don't believe me, go read the Bible and look at what happened to David. Look at what happened to Saul. Look at what happened to all these guys that when they didn't consult with the Lord, what happened? Okay, last one and maybe one of the most important ones. And I thank every one of you that have been staying on this entire time. I'm telling you, this might be the best live stream we've ever done because these are practical ways to be able to change your year. Sometimes I get frustrated when preachers just give you scripture after scripture, but they don't give you practical ways on how do I apply these scriptures to my life. And so tonight, my goal is giving you these things practically on how we can advance. And as I said, tomorrow, probably at noon, I will go ahead and post the prophetic word on YouTube and Facebook separately from this video tonight. I'll keep this video up. And then at six o'clock tomorrow, I have another new video coming out. Sunday night at six, I have another new video coming out. But just so you know, that prophetic word will be posted tomorrow so you can send it to your friends and you can send it to your family. Okay, number seven, final mistake that we made in 2020 that we cannot make in 2021. Are you guys ready? Not embracing change and transitions. Listen to me very closely. Change and transitions are not a bad thing. And with 2021, there's going to be a lot of change and a lot of transitions in our lives. And we need to be willing to adapt to things that are going to change and things that are going to transition. We have to learn to embrace them. If you want what God has for you in 2021, learn how to embrace and even, I know this is going to sound crazy, enjoy change and transition. Life is filled with change. Most people are creatures of habit. 
and they resist change. But if you want to be a kingdom special forces, if you want to be a kingdom entrepreneur, if you want to be an influencer in the kingdom of God, if you want to be a live streamer, a pastor, a business owner, you have to embrace it and stop resisting it. You'll never do what God's called you to do if you don't embrace change. Sometimes it's sad. You know, sometimes you hang out with a certain group of people and then a year goes by and you don't really hang with them anymore for whatever reason. And you look back at the good old days and you're saddened. I get it. Life is changing. Life is always moving, but you need to learn to don't be sad. Don't wallow in the change, but embrace it and say, God, I thank you. Even though those people aren't with me this year, I know you're going to bring new people in my life because change is not a bad thing. You will get stuck in what God did yesterday and you will miss what he wants to do today. If you're not willing to change. Let me leave you with this. I cannot imagine what my life would look like if I was not willing to change and transition in 2020 to get out of my comfort zone and say, Lord, what are you doing in this season for our ministry, for our uh, leadership, for our revival? For the last 10 years, we'd been doing things the same way. And so when God came to us in 2019 and said, it's time for you to change and to move and to transition, we could fight God like a lot of people did. And none of you would be listening to me right now. And most of you would not even know who I was or we were willing to embrace change what brings trials and challenges and everything I talked about earlier and say, God, we're ready to go in this new season. Stop looking at change as a bad thing. Let me give you one verse for this. Isaiah 43, 18. Remember not the former. Do not consider the old. Behold, says God, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not see it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So God's saying to the people, forget what I did in the past because I'm getting ready to step you into the new thing. I don't know about you tonight, but I want the new thing. I'm ready for the new thing that God has for me in 2021. And I'm ready to adapt. I'm ready to change. If God changes things on me and shifts everything, I'm ready to step into everything that God is saying and everything that God is doing. Tonight is your night to change. Tonight is your night to adapt. I've given you guys that 20 minute word from the Lord. I just gave you an hour or about 55 minutes of the seven mistakes. I'll have everything linked in the description, but I want to do this before we end tonight. Obviously, I'm going to read all the donations. Obviously, I'm going to hang out with the chat as I do every single stream, but I want to pray over you guys for this next year because I believe this is going to be a year breakthrough. Thank you so much. Luke Holter said right on word. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you bro i honor you and i i want to have you on soon luke halter so i love you bro i appreciate you tonight guys is a night of breakthrough tonight is a night of deliverance i challenge you i will post the word's going to be up already but i'll post just the prophetic word tomorrow you guys can test it you guys can pray about it and you guys could receive it or not doesn't matter to me you might say i don't bear witness with that and that's on you i do believe that this was a word from god now every word that people have and the prophets have don't have to remain the same this is the first time i've ever done a specific word like that but i do believe that it was from the lord so we're going to pray and we're going to ask god for his presence and his power and we're going to start we're in January 1st. Thank you all for being here. We're going to start this year off right. I think that the sky is the limit. I think that we're going to go to new places. I believe our platform is going to grow. Our ministry is going to grow all for the glory, not for my name's sake. If you know me, I was an atheist. I got radically saved. I have zero interest in being a public figure. I can care less about followers. I don't care about being famous or popular. All I want to do is be nameless and make God famous. I want God to be famous on the earth. I want to advance his kingdom. I genuinely, guys, I genuinely want nothing more than for people to get saved and delivered and to get woken up and to hear the word of God. I have no secret ambitions. I have no secret motives. If God told me tomorrow, 
never preach again. I would be more than happy to go hide in the sound booth at a church. But this is what God has called me to do. He's called me to be on the front lines. And so I have to embrace the calling that God has placed on my life. So with that being said, guys, I want to pray for you. I want to believe tonight for just a fresh anointing going in this new year that we would not make the same mistakes that we made in last year, that we would not politicize again. Guys, please, I don't want to go on a rant here, but let us not politicize what God is doing this year. God is not bound to politics. It doesn't matter. Let me say it loud into the mic. It does not matter who becomes president. God is still going to move. The presidency is not going to stop God from moving. So please, please, enough with all these prophetic words about what God is doing in politics. Let us go forward in the power of God. I'm not trying to discredit anybody, but I don't want to go on another year of every prophetic word being about politics, the church politicizing. Let's just worry about what God is doing. Let's stop whining and crying and complaining about about what is happening in the world and let's thrive in the midst of adversity. Let's grow in the midst of trials and let's have the greatest year that we've ever had. I feel like this is like a new year's party. Let's have the greatest year that we've ever had and let's advance the kingdom of God. I'm asking God for you. I'm asking God for me tonight to pour out a fresh oil, new wineskins, new power, new authority. So Father, we ask you tonight in Jesus' name that you would release your power, that you would release your anointing, that you would release your fire upon your people. God, we are asking, Lord, let us not make the same mistakes in 2021 that we made in 2020. Let us go into the new year with a new passion, with a new boldness and with a new fire. God, we are asking that everything that you spoke Oh, in this prophetic word would come to pass in 2021 that your church is going to see explosive growth in 2021 I believe this God and we're asking let us not be in the way let us not hinder ourselves let us not have toxic relationships but God I pray tonight that you would give us the power to break toxic relationships God that you would release prophetic words you would release a prophetic anointing God you would release business ideas and strategies I pray Lord that you would raise up godly influencers and on entrepreneurs for your kingdom and your glory. God, we're asking that right now, raise up prophets. Let our lips become a trumpet for your honor and your glory and break off the spirit of fear off your church. Guys, I'm praying this over you. The spirit of fear must go in Jesus name. God says it's time to stop being afraid of what I'm calling my church into. God, we're asking you to break off the spirit of fear, break off worry, break off anxiety, break off depression. I command now the spirit of anxiety to break off of you. I command the spirit of fear to break off of you. I command the spirit of heaviness to break off of you. I command the spirit of just weariness to go off of you. And this is a fresh start today. This is a clean slate. Now is the time to do what God has called you to do. Father, we ask for more of your power. We ask for more of your anointing. We ask for more of your fire in Jesus name. God, we say, do what only you can do. Release your power in the name of Jesus and have your way. God, we thank you tonight for everything you're saying, everything you're doing. We thank you, Lord, that this is just the beginning of all that you want us to do, that this is just the beginning, Lord, that there's a new thing happening in your church and that we want eyes to see, give us ears to hear what you're doing and what you're saying to your church. We don't want to be sleeping. We don't want to be ignorant, but God, awaken your people, awaken your bride in Jesus name. Give us a fresh fire. Give us a fresh anointing. Give us a fresh hunger, Lord. We're asking glory to glory. Take us to the next level. We are crying out for mercy over this world, over the 
globe over America. Lord, we're praying that your healing power would come to bring healing over this crisis of COVID and that God, your healing power would be displayed in your people. Your healing power would be displayed in your church and that you would have your way. And God, we're asking that you would break religion off the church, break status quo off the church, break going through the motions off the church. We are tired of the old wineskin. God, raise up the new wineskin, raise up the special forces. God, we thank you that this is the year of restitution. This is the year of the special forces, the army of God raising up. And Lord, we just say, do what only you can do tonight. We bless every single one of you. We speak healing over you. We speak deliverance over you. We speak breakthrough over you. We speak the fire of God over you. In Jesus' name, just God have your way tonight. In Jesus' name, I love you guys. I'm going to hang out. We're not done. I'm going to read through the comments. If you want to sow into the ministry, if you are blessed by the word tonight, if you are blessed by those seven mistakes I gave you, you can sow the links in the description. It's also pinned in the comments. You can click there and give. I know a lot of you are giving first fruits. I love you guys and appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content and please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.